Growing a website's traffic is not a walk in the park. There are multiple ways to do that, but only a few of them are known to work. One such way is the content cluster strategy. In this episode, I talked to Robert Katai, Content and Communications Manager at Bannersnack, an online graphic design tool that's super easy to use. Robert is based out of Romania and has been a marketer since 2007. Robert talks about the content cluster strategy Bannersnack used to grow their site's traffic by 61%. No small feat. I'm Deb. And this is episode six of the SaaS content at scale. Let's dive in. This is SaaS content at scale, the podcast that uncovers actionable strategies to scale up your acquisition and retention campaigns through content marketing. Stay tuned as Deb interviews the top SaaS content marketers across the globe to help you grow your business. Let's get started. Robert, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. My pleasure. Um, How's everything going? Well, everything is going fine. We are in this pandemic moments uh, doing our work, but um, I'm just I'm just enjoying what I do on my job in my marketing and staying close to, with my to my family. Brilliant, How about brilliant. you? How are you? I'm doing fine, as fine as possible. But okay. yeah, um, similar stuff. Like I'm connecting with my family. My family is living on the other side of the country, and uh, just connecting with my friends, family, and kind of trying to avoid the virus as much as possible. So that's that's about it. Awesome. All right, so uh, Robert, uh, give me a little bit brief about what you have done till now, uh, what Bandersnack is about, and what, what you guys are doing out there. Yeah. Well, for um, I'm working at Bandersnack this year. I will be the sixth year that I'm working. I started as a brand evangelist, if I can say something like this, and everything I do just promote the the app. It was six years ago. Uh, then we had a um, two-person te- uh, two-person team on marketing, but now uh, our marketing team it's a uh, it's much bigger. It's divided in four sub departments. We are uh, the performance, email, growth, SEO, and um, and content and communication. And I'm the content and communication manager, so I'm in charge in everything. It's related on on content, on social media, on uh, PR, communication, distribution, and everything. Um, in fact, Bannersnack, it's a uh, visual content uh, creation platform, like uh, where you can uh, create your visuals, everything around, I don't know, starting from banners, because it started in 2008 uh, with banners. Uh, and uh, like our clients are saying that we are the pioneers in the online graphic design industry, and uh, we are bootstrapped, uh, and we have uh, around 4 million users. So, uh, yeah, everything we do, we do in, in-house and like our CEO said that we are working for every penny we make. So, yeah, this is something that we are doing here at Bannersnack and we are enjoying enjoying it a lot. And um, this is like, I don't know, like when, when you want to talk about your family 
because I really love what I'm doing. So banner snack is something that it's somehow it's my uh, part of my life. It's like what, what, what I'm doing here. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. So I can talk around of everything we do about banner snack, but maybe it can be more exactly to, to ask me what we do here, you know, so I'm not just talking all by myself. Totally. So, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't hear about Bannersnack before I met you on Facebook. And, but I have, I had my fair share of, uh, you know, encounters with companies like yours, like Canva, mm -hmm. Snapba, Wismi, um, all of them. So how is, how is yeah. Bannersnack different from them? And uh, basically Canva is a, right now a unicorn. And I feel that Bannersnack had the potential to do that. So why, why go bootstrap and, you know, how is it different? Just give me a little no. bit about yeah we started we started as a company um back before before we started banner snack uh, it was an online digital marketing um agency and then they uh they moved forward and they created uh back in the day when flash was uh, a big thing they created flash packs for developers and designers you know and that called flash f and then uh, uh the, that that team they want to move forward and they want to uh, give the chance, give a chance for the designers and developers to create on their own, their own uh, banners. So back in the day when you, you couldn't create, I don't know, GIFs and uh, stuff like this uh, using um, in browser, uh, on browser yeah, apps, you, you like had to download and all those stuff. And exactly. All. Yeah. yeah. So, so you had to download all this stuff. So, uh, then we started like, uh, banner snack and there were, uh, then we developed several, um, let's say apps on what that you can uh, use on your own website. We had, we had the entire apps on wonder on under one name, uh, snack tools. So then we had uh, notify snack, you know, that kind of notify banner you put uh, up on your uh, on your website, something yeah, the like top of your website, yeah, yeah, Correct. something like hello bar and the sumo me and okay. everything they got today, and then we had a pod snack, not podcast, it's pod snack. You could put your widget with your music uh, there on your sidebars. Then we had um, <clears throat> that's, that's interesting. It. Oh yeah, I've never seen Back something in, like that. Yeah, back in the day, they were, that was very cool. Like every blogger wanted oh, to put okay. their playlist in the in a, on on their sidebars, and then we had uh, let's see, <clears throat> oh yeah, photo snack. Like you can upload all your photos and put like a slides, so, so like kind of slides on your website, on your blogs, and everything. So yeah, we had several several apps, but Banner Snack and Flip Snack they started growing bigger and bigger. Bigger uh, Flip Snack it's like an uh, online publishing where you can upload your PDFs. So now uh, we have Banner Snack and we have <clears throat> Flip Snack that are the most used uh, apps fr from in in our house and we grow and we grow our our um, let's say our apps in house using only our our team effort. And uh, why and now if I'm going forward and uh, answer your question on why it's Bandersnack different from Canva and from Snappa and from Adobe Spark is that we are moving forward on giving, we are not for everyone who want to use, we are more for the professionals 
like because we are working with a lot of teams with a lot of agencies they are using our app and then we we go in depth in their needs that means that if they want to collaborate with each other you know or if they want to uh for an example you are the designer you create the design you don't have to download the design you can just take that link uh, take that link and share with it with your uh, colleagues so they can give you a feedback and then they can put pins on your visuals and then comment uh, uh, on that uh, on that uh, visual you know just give you so a instant, feedback. instant collaboration on like oh, whether yeah. this visual is working or not you don't have to switch platforms and stuff yeah no you I don't have yeah and then we have the uh, video integration our video integration is moving for is moving very fast like a lot of people are uh, using it because it's very easy to use and our uh, yeah every every design platform have the uh, templates and elements and all of this stuff but mostly we are uh, moving forward in in giving our clients the chance to save more time and uh, what we saw we have the banner generator like design generator like you can start with from one design and then generate in multiple size and this gives uh, our clients a lot of time like creating multiple uh, campaigns social media campaigns display campaigns and everything only from uh, on several uh, sizes for the several platforms so yeah the generator helped them save a lot of time and energy like you don't have to start creating one design and then open several tabs with several uh, designs you only have all the all your designs on one dashboard so okay uh, i guess uh, i i get the difference between canva and canva is i think for you know uh, what do you call not designers basically so folks like me who are not a designer exactly and we just want to you know chip out something real fast i think that would be easier but banastack it's a little um, little advanced and you have team collaboration you have a lot more features that uh, help a team basically so it's not much targeted at yeah, individuals but, i'm guessing yeah but you can also use it like uh, yeah, we have all, also like we have 4 million users they are using it you know and they are yeah, not yeah. Uh, only just teams, uh, right. agencies and teams and pros and everyone so there are people that they just like for an example our last feature was we launched a carousel feature like you can design your several uh, visuals and then download it in a one zip uh, and we we done we've done an, um, a study with social insider and we saw that carousels on instagrams are are getting more engagement are getting more comments and uh, are more and are increasing in their usage um, so, you can, and and kind of, uh, so you can easily generate those kind of so you can easily yeah and you can easily create them yeah and it's okay. all for free it's like we've give them uh, 10 for designs free, i think hour. Yeah, exactly. For Instagram, you can put 10 slides and on LinkedIn, you can put, I don't know, around 300 PDFs or something, uh, page PDFs or something yeah, like yeah. this. So yeah, That's you can, you can design your carousels for Facebook, Instagram, and everywhere you can put your carousels. Brilliant. All right. Uh, I guess uh, we, we both have, you know, I think our audience will have a good idea about what Bandstank is. And uh, if they want, they can definitely go ahead and sign up because it's free. Have a free version. Okay, so let's let's get into the brass tags right now. So you you mentioned that uh, your traffic grew, website traffic uh, grew by fifty two percent, 
um, and blog traffic grew, grew by 61, sorry, uh, it, it, was, it was the reverse, 52% in uh, blog traffic increase and 61% in website traffic increase. Yeah. Now, that's, that's phenomenal numbers. Um, what, what time period was it in? Like uh, one year? I believe one year, something like this, yeah. Uh, one year, one year and a half or something like this. Brilliant. So, Brilliant. you know, with, with our web traffic, it's very interesting. I have a, I have a close relationship with uh, our SEO manager. I believe that every content, man, uh, every content marketing manager should be uh, the best friend of the SEO manager. So I'm a good friend with him and uh, working with him uh, together, we can, we can work on plans for, uh, for, our, uh, for Banner Snack to, inc to understand what's the purpose for both of our uh, sub-departments in the uh, marketing department. So we have a long-term thinking when we talk about content marketing because our content strategy is focused on a cluster-based approach. Like I know everybody heard about the cluster base from HubSpot and uh, yeah, this new- Yeah, pillar content and- Exactly. And all that stuff. So yeah, it's not a rocket science because uh, this approach puts specific landing pages at the core of almost everything like we publish. We have different keywords on and on that different keywords we develop landing pages with different purposes and then we we start creating content that are um at the core of those landing pages it means that our strategy is based on more in-depth coverage of topics for our audience as uh, we strive to create a wide range of meaningful content that we later on educate and convert so that's why we believe that here at Venus snack content is king and everything we so do is like, around content. Yeah. So uh, I think I think that that kind of sums it up as to what you have done. Now let's let's get you know break it down into actionable steps so that our audience can uh, take it and run with it. Uh, okay. What what was your step one when you actually started thinking about content marketing in general? And uh, you know you obviously had a result in mind. So what was this result and what? Uh, you know, retracing back the steps. What was your first step that you took to get to that kind of, that result? So we started uh, with our product in our head, like in our mind, and uh, we look at the importance of why we should create the kind of content that can get an approach for our users and for our uh, future users' needs. So this means that uh, we look in our uh, app and we see what kind of templates and what kind of visuals and feature we are creating them so then we can just uh, move forward with our content so first step we have a cluster as i said we have a cluster based approach content strategy start building on landing pages and articles that get you the amount of traffic you want have a clear understanding on why you build every landing page and everything you know so yeah, that's the cluster-based approach. I believe. That I, everyone... I wanna I, I kind of wanna interject there. Uh, so okay. cluster-based uh, cluster-based approach can be multiple types, right? One can be landing yeah. page, the other can also be a blog. Uh, let's say a pillar content, and then you can basically uh, spoke out other blogs from there, right? So yeah, your strategy exactly. was mostly having one landing page, and then uh, you know, interlinking that with other blogs. Like explain the strategy. To yeah. You more in depth we uh, we start from one keyword so we have that keyword uh, research 
our SEO uh, team, they are doing the keyword research. Walk me through an example. Let's say a very actual keyword that you have used. Uh, okay, to... let's see the, the last one. Uh, we, we launched uh, on, uh, inst on carousels, carousels ads. Like uh, I talked with uh, our SEO manager, uh, we've done the, the research on carousel ads. And then we move together with the articles and also with the landing pages. So we, uh, when in the meantime, when they are creating the landing pages, we are also writing the, the articles. And, that, and in that way, when uh, you publish the landing page, you also have the article published that is linking to the landing page, you know? Yeah. The, fun, the, the most interesting thing is that it's not only that you just publish it, and that's all you just wait it wait for people to come on your website to come on your uh, landing page to come on your blog and everything so every time when we when we are thinking about it we are thinking on how we can move these articles forward like do different on how others are doing different so an example is that um, I reached out to Instagrammers who are creating carousels. Like there are tons of Instagrammers who are having business on, I don't know, several thousand, hundred, hundred thousand um, businesses, hundred thousand dollar businesses based on their Instagram strategy, Instagram marketing and everything. So I reached them out and I uh, asked them if they can give me uh, their, I don't know, a quote because I want to write an article. So they gave me their quote. I insert their quote in my article. I divided the article based on the user intention that our SEO managers and SEO team find out when they've done the research. So after this, when we wrote the entire article and put insert also the visuals uh, and also the templates, also the quotes, we also insert an infographic. You know, everybody is doing today an infographic, but our infographic it didn't have only just some tips and stuff like this because we also move forward with that article and we started a content marketing partnership with Social Insider when they gave us their, um, let's say their data about Instagram carousels, how they are used, how many people are using it and stuff like this. So we also used this data and we also use our uh, design in information, our quotes in this article. So it was like a 5,000, 6,000 words article and it was divided on chapters. So basically when you want to start an Instagram carousel, you have everything you want there. Back in the day, a few months ago, we wrote an article about Facebook carousel ads. So for this new feature, we've we optimized this article with a new approach new visuals new content we optimize it on based on our keyword research so when we launched in that week our feature we had two articles based on keyword research we had an article on instagram carousel we had an article on facebook carousel in two weeks we had uh, one landing page on uh, carousels ads and uh, we had another landing page on Facebook and Instagram carousels. So that means that when we approach this feature with uh, Instagram carousels on, uh, and promoting it, we have our content, let's say, on a cluster-based approach content strategy. 
So that's why, and this is how we are doing almost every launch, almost every keyword research, almost every content strategy we put out there. I'm saying almost because there are also other approaches we are using. Not only, uh, not everything we do on the keyword, we also have landing page because it really depends on the user intention when you create totally. that landing page. Search intent, right? So uh, exactly. that's that's what it gets. Keyword research plus search intent research both combined uh, will actually give you the right results. So what, um, I mean, what I'm thinking is that is basically you put the product first and then, then Almost. Uh, come back. Yeah, like most of the times you put the product first and then come back and say, okay, this product is carousel ads. Let's say that's one feature. I, I would just consider this part of the product and uh, you'd create a landing page for that. You'd create multiple articles for it. And when, when you're actually launching the uh, page, the articles are already there and it's exactly. all linking back. So the, the SEO juice is flowing from that articles to the landing page. And then uh, basically that makes the article rank. Uh, am I on the right track? Yeah, yeah, you're on the right track. So, like I said, it's not a rocket science. Everything, you know, we marketers, we think that there is somehow like a like a, a secret. Everybody is using There's it. There's some magic that no we one, do. <laughs> exa- no, nobody do that magic. It's very exactly. simple. You have the keyword, you create a, a content based on that keyword. Um, when I when I work together with Andy Cristodina, we we've done an um, from Orbit Media, we've done an, a research with him. And uh, 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 while we are doing that research and everything, I had a few talk with him, and also I I also had an interview with him. So he was very simple on on talking about the content approach. Like it's starting with, okay, you are doing this content marketing campaign. What's the purpose of it? Like you want to drive traffic. Okay. You want to drive like a a boom traffic for that week. Okay. Then just put some money on PRs and there you go. You have it. But what about next week? What about next month? So if you want to build it, it, it's not a rocket science. Like you have to start with a keyword. You have to create the content. You have to use the kind of content that people are, uh, want, want to learn about it or learn about your, uh, learn and know about that keyword. And then just, I don't know, give them a chance to just uh, convert faster than just read the entire article. And this is the landing page. And then you have to repurpose that kind of article on different formats, video, audios, whatever you want as a hook to make them come on your website. So this is everything. Every, everybody's doing this like this, like Moz have done, Ahrefs is doing it, SEMrush is doing them. It really depends on their audience. It really depends on on um, on their on their community so this is why we are having this approach because we're not building only for today we want to build it for tomorrow for the next month and for the next year because we look every time in our blog and in our analytics in our seo and our uh, and the content team it's working very close with google analytics and to see which what kind of article is moving uh, forward and it's having great results. And if it's not, it's having great results. Like what can we do with them? Okay. If we must, yeah, there's there one point, there's one point I want to chat about as well. Um, well, once you have published an article, let's say, take for example, this article on, uh, carousel ads, right? It's, okay. it's, it's him. It's fun. It's ranking. I just saw it's ranking on the first page of Google as well. Um, 
let's say six months down the line, you see that this article isn't performing well. What, uh, okay. what do you exactly do on that article to make it uh, come back to the rankings? Like what's your analysis process? Uh, walk me through the technical steps as well. So for example, uh, we are looking at our analytics and we're looking also on, um, we, we, for example, like before we are looking in the analytics, we, we have the, the next step we are doing after we publish the article, we have the distribution strategy. So that's why we created that infographic. That's why we talked with uh, several um, Instagram create carousel creators because we want to make our article different from our competitor comp competitors articles so people can get on on our website and get something different that they get uh, on other articles and when we do the the distribution strategy even if we talk about guest posting even if we talk about I don't know uh, giving a, a quote sending them our infographic and everything. There are links that are linking, there are websites that are linking back to us. And uh, it's that link juice that everybody is talking about. And peep, and then our article is getting in front of more and more people. So I believe that content marketing and content strategy, content creation, content, whatever you want to say it, it's not a one hit and that's all. It's a marathon. You can call it a marathon. You can call it a lifestyle. You can call it an entire game. And um, because all you have to do is it's going round and round and round about totally. this. It's, it's, a, it's a continuous process. You cannot stop at one article and then uh, forget about oh, it. Oh, no. Right? Yeah, but, you, can, uh, you can do the yeah. entire article like Backlinko it's doing on uh, like Brian Dean. He, he, okay. But if you look at him, He's having an entire team be, be, uh, behind him. He's an army him. man. He, he actually purchases blogs and converts them, you know, just three or once them to his blog just to get yeah, that but kind everybody, of juice. Yeah. You know, everybody is looking at him today and the last year and I don't know, in 2018 and something like this. But this guy was on the internet before... Neil Patel and everyone was such a big hit and he worked for Neil Patel and he worked for everyone and he made his work uh, going forward and forward and forward with everything he's done. So I believe that there are it's the a, kind it's of a, it's people... A, it's a hard work. It's like exactly what you mentioned. It's a marathon, right? It's not... Exactly. Uh, you know, so, one size fits all. And now what, I, what you, I wanted to know from you is... Uh, uh, sorry for interjecting here. What I wanted to know No, no problem. Is, I like this kind of conversation. Basically, how do you analyze an article? Because that, that is something even I'm trying to work on, right? So like I mentioned, uh, an article is published, you have done the guest post, you've got the links, everything's all hunky and dory, but uh, eight months, six months, eight months down the line, you don't see the article performing as well, but it's a very valuable keyword. It's what do you call a profitable keyword, right? Okay. How do you get that article? Like what? What aspects of SEO, on-page SEO, you know, uh, content, uh, content flow? What are the aspects that you that you would uh, analyze and you know, rectify so that the article is actually working again? To be honest, go technical. With you, go technical as not, much. As you. 
to to be honest with you, this is not my responsibility. This is our SEO responsibility. But uh, talking with them, they are looking at several uh, several points. Like they are looking on on the bounce rate. They are looking on conversions. They are looking on web traffic. They are looking on on source, on mediums, and everything. You know, if if and we also work together with our content distribution. Like they can say that hey we tried to distribute this content we tried to talk with people to talk about this content but it's not performing well because it's too promotional or maybe you don't give any i don't know any new information because all the information they they already have it on on the internet so if you want to i don't know basically the 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 final results with an article must i believe that must be on these two important things web traffic and conversions if your or or signups if if you want signups or conversion on everyone then we have the second the second results like social media uh, shares i don't know uh, newsletters yeah. comments engagement and everyone so basic based on so these two stuff say, you can look uh, on your website yeah, yeah. let's no, say you say, got the yeah. feedback yeah uh, okay. We got the feedback from your SEO team. We got the feedback from your distribution team. Um, the SEO team says the bounce rate is high. Uh, the traffic is not uh, so much. There are a bunch of uh, broken links. You know, whatever uh, they're talking about. The title tags are not there. The distribution team says that, like you mentioned, it's not new information. It's just you know, written. Uh, it's just there. It's it's like it's a, it's a good article. It's well written, but information is not new. It's nothing. You know, other people can actually publish it on their site because everyone is looking for unique content. So then, then what do you do? Uh, then you start. You then you start creating. It? You had the answer. Then you start creating unique content. That's that's all. Like how you all create right, then, this unique then, content. Then then let, let, let's get back to that because that is the fun part. How do you create unique content? Exactly. That's very interesting. So, so he, like I said, that wasn't that was our. Let's say our bottleneck when we wanted to launch uh, carousel ads. Like, yeah, we can say that this is how you can design Instagram carousels. But what's what we didn't saw on the internet? What's the thing that people won't start creating uh, Instagram carousels or or carousels, but they need a kind of information. So, who are creating carousels? And uh, they are they are the two kind of three kinds of kind of people they are creating carousels. One, they are the marketers who are creating carousels for their brands for their companies. Second, they are the social media managers they are creating carousels. And third, they are the regular people who have I don't know three or four photos and they are just publi publishing albums and stuff like this. Our main target, they are the creators, the creators and communicators that are uh, making money by creating content. So this means that, okay, how we can make these kind of people create the content? You give them the data. Data, it's, it's, an very, important, you, it's a very important information. It can make your content unique. So because we are not a data, data company that's why we partnered with this company social insider they are a social media analyst uh, company and we partnered with them and we asked them hey can you help us like i don't know create this kind of data about instagram carousels we are launching this feature we will also promote you you will also promote us and it will be at, at, at let's say 
influencer marketing or whatever, friendship marketing or call it whatever you want, co-marketing partnerships. In that case, we can promote you, you can promote us, but most of, of this one, we can show people why Instagram carousels are important today. So we took those data and we put it in our article. That in that way, our article gets a new approach, a new kind of, a unique content. So when you approach, let's say, a blogger, a content creator, a vlogger, uh, I don't know, a podcaster, um, a media, a media company, and you and you say that, hey, here is here are ten tips on how to create inf uh, Instagram carousels. No one cares about it. But when you say, hey, I have a data based on twenty million posts on Instagram that say why Instagram carousels are getting a bigger engagement. So this is the kind of information they want to use and they want to publish. So that's how you create unique content. And let's say you don't, you don't have the approach on getting in a partnership with a new company, with another company. Then you just try experiment new stuff like we've done with, uh, yeah, with Andy Crestodina, when we say that how uh, how our content marketers and bloggers are using are using visual content, and we've done an um, how you say that we've done like a, a an approach on uh, on the social media where we ask around 300 uh, content creators and bloggers on how they are using visual content, and here you ha here we created our own data, creating our own data. We write this article, we promote this article, we distribute this article, we've done the co-marketing with Andy Cressadin and something like this. So yeah, you don't have to have like, I don't know, billions and millions of data in uh, behind you, but everyone who's using content today can experiment and can test with new kind of content and they can write about it. You know, when they talk about document your own process, I believe that this is also what they mean on documenting your own content, documenting your own process, like write about something, see how it works, optimize it, and then talk on how you optimize that article. And now you have two new articles. Is this okay. something that, uh, I don't know, uh, I answer your question? No, no, no. That is that is definitely what I was uh, looking for. So, if, okay. if you look at if you look at Ahrefs or even Backlinko for that matter, they have some kind of data point within their articles that makes it unique. Because um, yeah. let's say I write something about SEO, nobody would mm -hmm. even bat an eyelid because, well, I don't. I mean, I might know how to work with SEO, but yeah. I'm not an expert, and uh, they are experts still they go out and find the data and they validate their thesis hypothesis. So uh, when you're creating your carousel ads, I'm guessing you had an hypothesis that, okay, uh, these creators have XYZ problems. And this is exactly why I need this kind of data points to validate my hypothesis. And that's, that's exactly why you partnered with social insider. You did your own research and then you published an original article is what you call it. And that I'm guessing gave you a lot of backlinks by itself without even reaching. Yeah. You know, I always believe that you have to trust your gut and build on data. I, 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 I'm, I'm very close on this approach lately. Like trust your gut and build on data 
because because you can't build on data you can't build a, a product on data but you as totally. a marketer you as a content marketer you have to trust your gut because you are in this you are in this industry like i'm i i trust a lot uh, in our chief content officer like uh, anna she's she's the most brilliant content uh writer i saw and uh, i trust her like when she's telling me that this kind of article should be written with this approach i'm trusting her because she is also in this industry and she's having an ex an experience so i'm trusting her gut on how to do it but then we move forward and look in the analytics and we look at okay what our data is showing us you know so i believe that the marketers have, and everyone who's creating content creating products launching campaigns and everything you can't you can't launch stuff and you can't write articles just because someone told you you're all writing it because you have a lifestyle and you trust your gut because you're in that industry you know so but in the same time you have to build it on data that's why thank god we have a lot of data but we and we have a lot of data for free you know that's the most funniest thing that because everyone think that data and yeah data as a as a general topic it's it's a it's like the gold for today but for us content marketers seos everyone you can have data around you like you can do polls you can do i don't know you can do interviews with people you can i don't know uh, like you can do experiments and then write about that experiment and here you go here's your data so if you have 100 people you can reach out there's your data exactly i mean uh, that's that's even better than trusting on uh, secondary research so there's primary research and there's secondary research right what you're talking exactly. about is primary research and that's that's the best kind of uh, data that you have i'm a copywriter and with all my clients, I do exactly that. I have to uh, get a sense of what their customers want because uh, no matter how, how much the CEOs or the business heads say, uh, mm -hmm. not everyone has a very good idea about the customer base, right? What they want, how they yeah. want it. So I always go and uh, have, you know, send them, uh, make them send a survey uh, to, to get me some, some kind of primary data. Uh, that is mm -hmm. something I also believe in. Now, um, I've, I've seen something on Banner Snacks website, right? You have an enterprise version. Now, in terms of enterprise, content strategy is a bit different and a bit difficult. So are you approaching it with content or is it like purely sales serve right now? So with, with enterprise, uh, let's say, yeah, Banner Snack Enterprise, the, our adaptive technology solution for, for businesses, uh, for now, we are not uh, using content, but uh, we will use content and it will be a different approach. And let's do something like this. We will do that approach. Stay close what to be what approach? we uh, stay close to our approach. Look at how it will work. And maybe we can have a talk and see how content can work also in enterprise because we are working with some uh, some people and some um some content creators and we are in uh in the middle of doing that analytics on how to how to approach our content ba based on our user intention in the enterprise industry so right now you're middle uh, in the middle of doing the research is it exactly 
like how to um like what's the approach how to write it uh how to create because it's it's very different on let's say that can you share how uh, how you're doing the research for now no Okay. We we, ha we have some surprises and we don't want to 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 ru ru uh, ruin the surprise. Let's say uh, on this one. So that's why for now we don't want to to share our new our new stuff on what we are doing with mm -hmm. the enterprise. But when we will do it, you will see it. And oh, definitely. <laughs> you can you can contact me and see that hey, so this is something you're doing or yeah, this it's something amazing. But I believe that will be something amazing. You uh you have a you have a section for templates, right? Exactly. Yeah, uh, I have seen this uh, template strategy on multiple companies. There's a company called Typeito, my ex company Typeset. Uh, mm -hmm. We all we all approach the template strategy uh, to get a you know huge amount of traffic every month. What yeah. was your strategy to create the template in terms of content? So based on 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 the website or based on the design. The website, uh, mostly, basically, uh, templates are created, you know, uh, let's say I'm searching for financial Facebook ad uh, creator size or something like I'm just like, yeah, you, yeah, you know, you know, these kind of templates are mostly used and mostly searched not only on Google, but also on Pinterest. So for us, Pinterest, it's a very it's one of the biggest social media platforms we are using. Brilliant. Let's talk about that. Tell me about your Pinterest <laughs> strategy, little bit. So, so Pinterest, Pinterest is a most interesting thing. Is the most interesting thing because it's somehow it's working like uh, like Google, you know. But you have to understand also the intention there. So before you upload uh, an image on Pinterest. You have just to search on those keywords. And the most funniest uh, thing with Pinterest, let me check it r right now, is that Pinterest is growing bigger and bigger. So for an example, they launched their, uh, where it is, their trends page. It's called Pinterest trends. And all you have to do, just, just search the terms and you, you will see on their country uh, based on it's on us uk and canada you can search different terms let's say for an example i don't know facebook ads and you do, you don't just hit the enter and look at facebook you just let there and there are the drop downs and they are showing you uh keywords like ads baby announcing ideas facebook christmas facebook cover that uh norwex's facebook party facebook facebook cover facebook cover photos this means that facebook covers are a bigger search on Pinterest. So then I, we click on, on Facebook cover for an example. And then we look at how people are using Facebook cover. What are the most popular Facebook covers? And that way we look at, okay, so this is the kind of Facebook covers people are using. And they are also related terms like Facebook cover photos, vintage, Facebook cover photos, Facebook cover photo quotes, Christmas, Facebook cover, and so, so on and so on. This means that you have to create that visual that it's somehow it's linked to that template page. You also put the UTM link so you can so also you can uh, measure it and see how it works. And then our social media manager, it's uh, creating the headlines, the description based on people in uh, based on people intention. So for example, 
um, our our page it's somewhere three million monthly four million monthly use uh, views viewers we get on our page on our Pinterest page so this means that everything that is we put yeah uh, but you know the most funniest thing is that when we put it up it also just I don't know blowing away like in a day they got thousands of views those visuals because it's optimized for their intention so, so basically example, you're you're using pinterest trends as a you know search engine to create the content that they're basically pinterest using. trends exactly pinterest trends their search search bar it's a very good uh, way to see how people are uh, searching up for templates and for visuals and every template we create we put there so i believe that if you're a designer like uh, a digital agency, uh, 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 let's say a graphic design agency, a branding agency, a branding marketing uh, agency or company, create your portfolio, but not based on your brand, because everybody thinks that people are looking for their brand. No, nobody is looking for a brand. Everybody's looking for their interest, you know? And when you build on your people's, on your audience interest, they will come and they will use your services, your products and stuff like this. So for in our world, we are creating visuals and all our infographics, checklists, uh, banners and everyone, everything. We put it out there, but not only just publishing and that's all. We just, we pu also publishing it and we write the headlines and the description in a way that the people from um from pinterest can use it can and, and can relate it with 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 this with this part but our social media manager doriana she's doing a great job on just going on pinterest and getting in more in depth i have a weekly call with her and she's uh she always telling me that hey like this visual i didn't had I didn't give any chance for this visual and it just going away. What, what you essentially uh, do, it sounds like, is that you are creating a template for Pinterest users to just take that and run with it, right? So no, it's we like have on the Pinterest, yeah, no, I mean, we have, have the, the templates template on your site. Well, yeah. you're, you're cross-promoting it on Pinterest, but the way you're exactly. writing the headline and description, that itself turns into a template and people are like, oh, okay, I can basically take this and run with it. Right. So exactly. I don't have to think so, twice. Exactly. So and then and then as a as a content marketer and an SEO, you must analyze everything. So every link we put out there, we have our UTM and we have everything so we can see that hey, if it's going well or if it's not going well. So yeah, we are using a lot of Pinterest. Uh a lot of Pinterest. And I believe that our performance team they are also doing uh Pinterest ads. But don't ask me about it because I don't have any any answer for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no worries. I think uh, this uh, Pinterest strategy was something very unique that you talked about. I haven't talked about it uh, or didn't even know how it works. Basically, I didn't crack Pinterest before, but um, I'm going to take a stack at it right now. Well, I believe this podcast I, promotion, I Pinterest, Pinterest is a very good visual uh, promotion platform. It's And people think that Pinterest is only for inspiration and stuff like this. And yes, it is. But when you upload the pins over there, sorry for this. Uh, when you upload the pin for this um, 
let's say for uh, when you upload the pins you have to know how to optimize the headlines how to optimize the, the description give the link and also understand your uh, the people that are searching for that kind of keyword what they are looking for like you everything you you want you have on Pinterest so before you publish that pin or before you publish several pin you do your research you know it's funny thing that it's so important to have a good research on that platform before you start using it and everybody think that oh you just publish over there and people will come no way they won't if you don't create them the bridge to come so this is your bridge like creating that headline understanding the keyword creating the the description giving them the links if they want a more in-depth uh, in-depth uh, information about that special template or about that special visual and then just start putting constant content over there if you want if you will put only totally 10 pins, sense. nobody yeah. care about it but it's like instagram like, right you, know. you, you kind of have to post every day uh, to keep it alive and people need to resonate with it all the time and yeah you have to yeah. do your research without not that really i think like, any channel not really like not really yeah. like instagram instagram is more on like on on branding stuff and stuff like this uh -huh. but you know uh People are going on Instagram because it's more easier for them to stay on, on their phone and, and looking for information. But, right. but they are not. I, I really want to see some data on how many people are using that explore page. They have the explore page. You can, you can search for uh, people, for, yeah, for pages, you can for, for tags, for accounts. Basically, that algorithm is optimized for stuff that you already search for, right? Stuff that you already follow. Exactly, so, but I really yeah. I'm re very interesting how many people are using that explore page from Instagram versus to do how research. many exactly and how many people uh, from Pinterest are using that uh, search bar from Pinterest, you know, and then you can see that the 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 behavior of the user from the Instagram versus the behavior of the user from Pinterest. Probably you guys should uh, do a research on that with uh, you know Social Media Insider or someone. <laughs> that well, would that be would be awesome something. Thing. Yeah. All right, uh, Robert, we talked about a bunch of good stuff like clusters topic, unique content, Pinterest. Uh, you know, I, I love the Pinterest part, really. Now, now we come to our rapid fire, like now, whatever you call it. Three questions, whatever comes to your mind uh, in a second, just spot it out. Right? Man, I'm, I'm afraid about these kind of questions. <laughs> Don't worry about it. You're going to do great. Okay, so... What, name one book that is not related to content marketing business or anything, but you should read it. The Bible. Yeah, you know, it's very interesting. Bible, Corey, whatever you want it, but I believe that we we as as human beings, we need also, even if we are marketers, uh, content yeah. creators, everything, we also have our life, our own life. So there are people who are using uh, the bible there are people who are using i don't know uh like you you that do you what what you're reading for your own right. life true, this true, is, true. i i, like, I kind of believe in uh, stoicism uh, i i read yeah. uh, stoic a lot and that's okay. kind of has you know uh, shaped my principles it supports it or it negates it yeah the bible is unique man i i really love the answer all right, uh, next one. One productivity tip that you would give to every content marketer uh, working across, you know, working their butt shop to get that, uh, to be more productive at work, basically. Stay off the internet. 
for two days per week. <laughs> like I, I, I'm using this, I'm using this strategy. Now I have, I have a almost two year old daughter and uh, okay. it's uh, for me every, every weekend it's, I'm, I'm staying off the internet. Like I'm not, I, I, I try like, I will be a liar if I will say that I'm not checking my phone or something like this, but I'm not opening my, my computer to work or to write articles or to, I don't know, do the research or stuff like this. So do the interviews and, and things like this. So all my weekends are my, or for my families and after six o'clock PM, I'm not working. So I'm staying uh, closer to my family. Um, I'm doing offline, I don't know projects and stuff like this. And I also have my side projects, like besides uh, working as a content and communication manager for Bannersnack, I also have my personal podcast. It's a, it's a, uh, in my native language in Romania, but it also, I have a few uh, episodes with Andy Crestodina, um, Sean Ellis, April Dunford, uh, and it's also in English, but doing this kind of podcast, it's also helping me to connect with people and to learn from them. So, uh, but it's, uh, I can say that somehow it's an offline project because I'm talking with them somehow like I'm talking with you right now, you know? So yeah, this is a good productivity. Just stay off the, the your work several days. Basically have a life guys, you know? Yeah, life. man. Like, like <laughs> you only have one life and you have to live. Yeah, you because... can't just spend it on work. I mean, I am a big believer. So uh, recently you wouldn't believe uh, there was a company who uh, interviewed me and in, in the sense, like I'm looking for jobs. So, Mm -hmm. they, they, they told me that uh, we have this early stage, we have funding, blah, blah, blah. I asked them two questions. One, um, where, uh, no, sorry. First question was, explain to me in one sentence how, uh, how is your culture? And second, do you work six days a week? So mm -hmm. in India, it's quite predominant that most companies work six days a week. Okay. Uh, eight hours per day, yeah. So... Ask them two questions. So culture, they are like all blabbering, uh, you know, just internet stuff, copy pasted it. I, I didn't even uh, listen to it. The, then they said that uh, we are we are very early stage startup and we we have to work six days a week. I'm like, do you know that in Switzerland, it's a rule that you, are, you cannot work more than four days a week, six hours a day, not Switzerland, I think it's Denmark. Yeah. yeah. I mean, do you know? And do you know how many startups come out of there that are like very successful, more successful than you? So you're telling mm -hmm. me that you can only be successful working six days a week. I, I literally didn't even take it to the next round. I was like, no, man. <laughs> it's not for you. It, yeah, it's weekend. Yeah, it's it's think about this. We better snack grow as a company working right. five days per week. We didn't yeah. work it on Saturday, on Sundays, and we are still not working. And when when I have, I don't know, I have like an idea on Saturday or something like this and I, I'm writing my boss and just uh, our head of marketing and she's, she's calling me and she's almost yelling at me, why am I working on Saturdays? Yeah, it's a good idea, but write it down and tell me in a Monday because if we are working so much on, on our, on, even in our offline days when we have to rest and we have to rest our mind and we have to rest our bodies, we will get a burnout and then we can't do the, the thing that we are hired to do. You know, oh man, I, I, I had that. Uh, it was like a complete two months breakdown. I couldn't do, uh, you know, shit. 
uh, I couldn't work. I couldn't focus on anything. And then I decided like, no, I, my health is first. My life is first. And then, then comes work. And I, I'll only work when it's, uh, it's okay with me. Right. It's kind of accustomed to my nature. So, yeah. yeah. I, be- I, 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 I believe it a lot. So this is, yeah, the productivity tip, if I can answer, like, I hope that it was a good fire answer, but as, as a conclusion for this is like, take care of your life so you can take care of your professional, of your professional yeah. life. Awesome. Uh, last question. One, uh, one non-marketing tool that you like and use every day, and it doesn't have to be a software, it can be anything. A tool, writing, uh, I love tool, uh, like writing. Any, any kind of tool, right? It can be a paper clip also. Doesn't ah, okay. Uh, notepad, the our note, note, uh, note that app from my iPhone. I'm writing a okay. lot, a, a ton you of know, ideas there. What? No, I said notes, oh. uh, notes app one. Yeah, yeah, Apple, notes. I I thought that is note. No, it notes, notes app, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah like have a place where you write all your ideas. Like all my ideas are based on chapters, based on categories, based on projects. And every, every time when I have an idea, I just write it down over there. It's not something very complicated, but okay, organizational tool, basically. Not really. It's just like, just have I'm an just idea, just drop it there. Yeah, exactly. When, when I have some like, like an idea, I'm just dropping over there and that's all. And I don't know when I go back to that idea, but it's there. So, you know, it's safe that now I have exactly. that idea, write it down. And when, whenever I need a new idea or something I knew or something that I knew that I write about that and I want to, I don't know, get the more in detail uh, mm-hmm. ideas and getting more in depth on that topic. I just go. I have that base there. Yeah, right I have there. that base there. I can just exactly. go and exactly like for for other people it's evernote or i know google docs and something like this but i believe that we are uh, we as human beings we have a lot of ideas because i use a notepad man i don't even use any online software i just use a notepad and pen i just carry it with me all the time i have my own agenda look at here this is my own agenda and it's based on days what, whatever I'm working it and uh-huh. it's not only the days, but it's also ideas and stuff that uh, whenever I'm working and I have a new idea, I'm just writing over there down on my, in my exactly. agenda, but I can't carry this agenda with me, you know, because all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah so, it, so that's why I have my phone next to me. So I'm, I'm writing it in, in my phone. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, Robert, it's been it's been a pleasure to talk to you, and um, thanks for sharing, you know, brilliant insights on so many different things. And uh, yeah, well, chat with you soon. Thank you, thank you very much for having me, and uh, good luck with uh, your podcast and everything you're doing out there. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please head over to iTunes and leave us a rating and review. This does help us get this podcast out to more amazing marketers like yourself. Thanks again for listening and we will see you in the next episode.